0: Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Comey Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord.
1: And we've been going yes. revelation and insight. You see, um, the knowledge of God's word you have is the edge you have in life. Yes. Amen. And, uh, and the knowledge of God's word is what gives you ease in accomplishing um, things in line with God's will. Praise God for love So we thank God for what we have been um, learning and we're going to be coming it up today. Although this study continues, but we just have to stop at this point, Amen. Because there's still so much to look into. But we just have to stop at this point. we Continue next year, power conference, Amen to Jesus. Amen. Trusting God, that power conference will not, will not be towards the end of the year like it was this year. Yeah. And we're trusting so God that we will have to start it off earlier mandate. Yeah, praise God for more. Earlier to you. So right today, we're going to be looking at taking the spoils of war, taking the spoils of war, taking the spoils of war. Now, having understood the meaning of some words that explain subdue, with more of such words which we'll study in our subsequent lessons, we're going to be looking at some of those words more them okay. Amen to Jesus. And uh, we can conclude that subdue entails force, which applies in war. Praise God forevermore. Yeah. So we can we, we look at subjects, of, uh, we looked at uh, tread down, we looked at many of the, some of the words that explain subdue and there's a general conclusion there. There's one line that cuts across every of them. It entails force. Praise God forever more. Hallelujah to Jesus. You know, and um, the subsequent nature of subdue is just one aspect of the many only one word that is used to explain in many words and to explain subdue. So other words have to do with force. You know, praise God forever more. And that's what we have to be dealing with at uh, you know as new creation. We have to be forcing and subduing things under you know, at uh, the will of God. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. And we discover that this word until um, um, warfare. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, some of these words we study as subsequently, are dominion, tread down, it. We'll be studying them subsequently. But we can see that all these words entail force. They are not, um, um, you know, nice words or words that have to do with negotiation. No. When you are violating, when you are treading that you are not negotiating. When you are dominating, you are not negotiating. When you are subjugating, you are not negotiating. Praise God forevermore. You have to do with violence. You have to do with force. And um, this entails, you know, warfare. The understanding of violence is critical in the daily life operations of a child of God. This is because although we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, and also the devil is defeated, the devil still makes attempts to shift us away from our victory stand. And praise God forevermore. more. This is why we must live with a violence mentality. Yes, we are more than conquerors. Are we together? Yes. The devil is defeated. But the devil, despite the fact that he knows that he's defeated, and he knows that we're more than conquerors, he doesn't assume it for us. He checks us to know if we know. Are we gonna say? Some reason think the devil just accepts his fate. No, he doesn't accept it, even though he knows it is his reality, he doesn't still accept it when he went to Jesus, yeah. so he, he he keeps trying to, to to see if maybe it may work, you know, like some people will say, let's just try and see, the devil is a master of try and see, and so when he meets a Christian who doesn't know who he is, and doesn't know what Jesus has done for him, he's trying and see, will work in the life of the believer, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't think that the devil, oh, the devil is a defeated So the devil is all, is all good, he knows who he is and so he's not going to bother me. No, that's the life on the bit of hell. Amen to Jesus. Yeah, the devil knows he's defeated, but he tries to see if we know that he's defeated. And when he sees that we don't know that he's defeated, he takes advantage of us. That's why in any area of our life, where we don't know that the devil is defeated, he defeats us in that area. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It means that in every area of our life, we must know that the devil is defeated. And that's why the violence mentality has to be the mentality of the child of God. When relating, when, not when you're relating, when dealing with the devil, you get what I'm saying? The devil is not going to negotiate with you, he's not going to plead with you. The devil is going to keep trying to push you away from your victory standpoint. So you don't negotiate with him, you. you don't try to make sense to the devil. You see, trying to make sense with the devil is not making sense to yourself and not making sense at the end of the day. You lose everything trying to make sense to the devil. You're trying to come, you see, I, I have come a, a little journey in my work with the Lord and in the work of the ministry to know that you don't try making sense to the devil. You will never make sense to him. Are you what I'm saying? Yeah. You will never ever make sense to him. I, I, there's a man of God who said something. He said, If a demon possessed person is misbearing, he said, a demon possessed person was misbehaving in the church. He said, and it was. Preaching, that was the time he was preaching. He needed the atmosphere to be there. And t- the lady just started misbeving. So he said he didn't have to waste time. He casted both the demon and the lady him him. A I like, in the church. Both of them. How many hits of a teaching that is, is going into another dimension? You know, I'm, I'm taking gospel into into depths of revelation, and one demon just starts misbehaving there. He said, he didn't, I cannot stop the teaching to start doing deliverance. That, 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 that's, that's the plan the of the devil. To break the flow. So what do you do? He cast out the demon and the person. That's why you have security, you have the protocol, you have like, Hey, If the demon is too strong, at least when you carry some hefty security guys, you'll be able to pack the demon and the person out till right? the message is over. When the message is over, they cannot start attending to the person that like, you get what I'm saying. But now, if you try to make sense to the devil at that point in time, you will look, you will do what the devil's want, is busy. That means you've lost the flow of the message and you know where recreation is like that sometimes if you cut the flow you will not be able to get the flow again and the people that god has destined to bless that day because of one stupid uh, distraction called demonic operation you not prevent them from being blessed spiritual sensitivity is very important yeah. so instead of allowing the devil had a few days you can't stop with the devil and the demon first and the, and the agent first the, Finish your message and then you cannot start, you know, you know, attempting. it. reminds me of also I'm uh, sure of how once he was preaching and it was in you know as he was preaching, a, a, a girl fell from the theater and fell from up one the, of the top part of the building. She fell from up, down, and she died instantly because her score got open. Ah everybody was shouting, hey, upright, hey, what is the matter? they he say, see what has happened, so okay. bring her to the altar, they brought her to the altar. He continued his message. He finished it. See, sometimes, you see, when you work with men that understand authority, they, there's a way they handle things. It's not the way people handle things. What makes it run up, run up and it doesn't make it run up and up. Yeah. He finished the message. He made sure he finished the message. He made sure he finished the message. Because he knew that the plan of the devil with that act was to obstruct the message. And the people that were to be blessed, Will not be blessed. You now start attending to things, and before you know, the whole service has scattered. Before you know, people are not blessed. So finish the message. When he finished the message, he said, "It's time for miracles." <laughs> now, see, a man of authority knows the time for miracles, yes, and the time for message. <laughs> but a man doesn't know that I don't have authority. He models up miracle and message time, <laughs> and the devil can determine your schedule. No, he's not determining our schedule. We determine our schedule. Say time for miracles and he just it played for her, laid down in the name of Jesus and as he prayed for her. He said, the score came back. The score moved back. They saw his life, it's not still. And then she came out, she stood up. But he succeeded in delivering. The message. <laughs> these are important things we need to understand. Amen to John. But right. the devil always wants to shift us from our ground, but we must know our ground. That's why we don't negotiate with him. We don't try to make sense to the devil. Oh, I've tried to sit down and counsel, try to make sense to people. When the devil is manipulating them, they will tell you, even if there's one in there they don't like it, they will tell you things like this. They will tell you a manner of say, So you don't try to make sense to them. devil. You already make sense to yourself and to the Lord. Why try to make sense to them? Praise God for as I said the language of violence is very important. The, fa- the understanding of violence is very critical in daily life for patients of on the child of God. This is because although we are God's conquer, you know what the devil wants to defeat the devil. The devil wants to shift us from our ground, our victory stand. This is why we must stand firm in the liberty that Christ acquired for us. We must stand firm in this liberty because the devil will not stop throwing things to shift us from our victory stand. We will not stop throwing things. If we keep throwing things, they will throw different kinds of distractions and the likes. You know, Romans 8 verse 37 says, Nay, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors through him than what? He loved us. And then Galatians 5, verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. This standing fast is a very I mean, what the challenging. Tax to do because it's easy to lose God, very easy, very, 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 very easy, very easy, you know. And they are the devil gives very cogent reasons why you have to lose God. Now, look at this testimony, just go about best. Answer. That was a cogent reason to stop the message and start attending to him. And you know what I'm saying, but you see, he was too honest, understa- he understood too much about authority that he knew how to keep the devil waiting. He must not be keeping them waiting. Yes. Make, you, you keep him waiting. You don't, he, doesn't, he doesn't distract you. You keep him waiting. Remember the when Paul was teaching, the Bible said he was teaching through the night because he had to leave the next day. And then there was a man who was sitting up and the man fell asleep and the man fell down and died. The Bible said he came back he stood up, he went, he prayed for the man, the man came back to life and went back and continued his teaching. Because what brought him there was teaching, not uh, resurrection service, Oh <laughs> miracle. Seven. He wanted to finish all he had to say. And he had just that night to finish it. So if the devil came with the discharge, if it's there to be other people, as the man died, that message has gone on stand still. Mm-hmm. They will not start thinking of how to do special prayer program or special whatsoever just to resurrect the man or to take the man to the hospital. Before you know the purpose why Paul came would have been defeated. He had just a night, that night to do all he had to do, he would have the less. So Paul was too smart. He, was, he understood the spiritual authority so much that the devil we always want to throw things at you to make you what, lose, get distracted, to make you lose, shift m- from your victory stand. So what do you do? You make sure that you distract him or you keep him waiting. Paul's own case was, okay, this is a distraction. And let me just send a little verse. I pray for the man that went and caught you them, What is the man? Make kind this one? You came back to life and he just goes and continues you. what kind of man is this? The guild of man is not the it's not more matter. What matter is that this was a distraction and I will not allow it to all. come and we praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, the preceding makes us understand that life is not a battle for the children of God, it's an already won battle. Are you getting what I'm saying? Life is not a battle, it's an already won battle. Jesus won the battle for us on the cross when he said, It is finished. Jo- John chapter 19, verse in the Bible says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. You see, this thing is very important for us. Are we together? Yes. Life is not a battle. People have different definitions for life. Some say life is a battle. Some say life is a market. Some say life is this and life is that. But one thing clearly for us, our train of God is that. Life is not a battle for us. It is an already won battle. Yes. Jesus won the battle on the cross of Calvary. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No. As a result of this, as Christians, we are not meant to fight again the battle that Jesus has fought and won for us. I are mean, we together. Some of the times, the way we pray as Christians, we pray as if we are going to fight the battle for Jesus. What he won, we are going to fight it for him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. See, the understanding of 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 power of power of the power we have in Christ makes us calm, and we don't try to. To stress ourselves with things that are not important, and you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Praise God forevermore, hallelujah to Jesus! Yeah. All right, so we, we are simply meant to take the spoils of war. This is why we are called more than conquerors. Jesus fought and won the battle with the devil and the battle of life for us, he won them for us, and he made us more than conquerors. Are we together? Colossians 2 verse 3 says, and, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Revelation 6 verse 2 says, And I saw, and behold, the white horse, and he that sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. You see, our job is not to fight. You see, and not somebody who says, I will say, as good soldiers of Christ, endure hardship. Yes, we are soldiers. You say yes are we say yes we are soldiers and why are we soldiers we are soldiers to take spoils because it is these soldiers that take spoils it's not civilians that take spoils when they go to war you know what I'm saying? when they go to war the soldiers are the one who after they um won the battle they take the spoils from what the enemy spoils include even the wives and the children and you get know what i'm saying the 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 the, 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 the material things like clothing and uh, more, more than ever that they take it so soldiers are the ones who take spoil are you get what i'm saying because they're the ones who go to war it is not civilians that take spoil now but the beautiful thing about our life as christians as soldiers of christ is that jesus has won the war for us our soldierly rule is to take spoil of war. you how can that be don't forget in second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20 when the train of Israel went to go and war against the three nations that came against them and and, and Jehovah's Shepherds um, 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 called on the Lord and the Lord told them, just give me a singing army I need a, I need a choir to go before the army and then Jehovah, Jehovah said in the second he said, believe in the Lord and that shall be established and believe in the covenant and thou shall prosper. And why would he have to give them that kind of instruction? Because you know, the instruction that the Lord gave was weird. That's how they said, believe in the Lord first you'll be established. Believe in his prophet, you will prosper. In fact, if you look at the Hebrew word there for establish and for prosper, they both mean prosper. So believe in the Lord, you prosper. Believe in his prophet and you what? Prosper. Are you getting know what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And so he knew that he had to give them that instruction because he was about telling them what God told him. And what God told him is weird, is out of place. Nobody does it. You don't send, he don't send a, 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 a choir in front of the army. Definitely I mean, he led them before they start anything. Who does that? So you have to give them that kind of of believing in the Lord vessel. and believe in the prophet. You will prosper. You have to tell them that because what I'm about to tell you It's not normal. It's not normal. Nobody goes to battle like this.
2: <laughs>
1: Nobody tries it. And so, what is that? We have to not say we should bring the sing, a, a, a choir. A choir to go ahead of the army. He no problem. Since this battle before, we are afraid. Three nations against us. We're not hopeful that we even survive, sir. So you, you, go, you see, sometimes it's easy to obey God when you have lost all hope. Are you getting what I'm saying? After all, there's no hope at all again. Three nations against us, we are dead before. We are already buried ourselves before. But okay, God says we should do this one. Eh, we have died before, there's no harm in dying after the death. So let's okay, God says we should go and die in the battlefield. If all die, we die. Whether we die at home or we, <laughs> we die in the battlefield we die so let's put it's easier to obey god when you have lost hope when it looks like all die we die so it's better to die in the following god it's better to die obeying the lord that to die at home and so that was the mindset they went with because the instruction was weird but they had to, it was easier to believe God and they believed the Lord. And what happened? The Bible says, by the time the army arrived, the Bible says, the Lord sent ambushment against them and the enemies helped themselves to destroy us. I always like that, person, the way that we say, they help themselves to destroy themselves. I, I like it so much because when God sends ambushment, ambushment, you, you see how enemies are helping themselves to destroy themselves. They will gag up and gag up at the end of the day when they say, Oh, we have planned down on him. At the end of the day, everything has for kind of like So then they begin to fight themselves. Why did you go and destroy them? They, they helped themselves. The saying, they, say they helped themselves to destroy themselves. First, um, these ones came against this one and they killed them and healed them. This one said, Oh, why did you kill Abraham? And that's how they get him. You know, it was so amazing how huh? they all ended up killing themselves and nobody survived. Nobody survived. It was an amazing miracle. That means the last people that were remaining. When one stabbed that one, the other one said, No, before I die, I will stick you and stab that one. So it was so amazing. You know, the way I we say this thing is sounding so exciting, but you know, you can imagine what was in the heart of the children of Israel. Mm. But the Bible says, By the time they got there, they saw dead bodies, it was a heap of corpses, And all they had to do was to work, take those points of that act in 2 Chronicles 20 was a typology, a symbolic representation of the new creation army. Mm. That is what you see, the Bible says in Exodus 14, the Lord shall fight for uh, you uh, and uh, shall uh, hold your peace. You see those Old Testament statements, they were pointers to the New Testament operation. In 2 Chronicles 20, the Lord fought for them and they actually held their peace. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And. When they came, it was an army that's taking. You see, let me tell you something. God still works with army. Why? Because army are best at taking spoil. Mm-hmm. They know how to ransack. They know how to, you know, collect the spoil. That is, you see. So the army were the ones who came still, and they came to see a pile of dead bodies, and they took the spoils of war. What happened in Second Chronicles chapter twenty? Anything you oh. see in the Old Testament is a symbolic expression and representation of what is to happen in what happened in the New Testament, what happened in 20 it was actually a symbolic commentary of what happens to the, to the children of God as soldiers of Christ. Jesus won the battle, the same way God won the battle there, and they came singing only to come and collect porn, that is why we, this, as, 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 um, um, the songwriter said, this is how I win my battle. This is how I fight my battle. You are amazing. To amaze you are, we, sing, we use um, praises to win our battles. It amazes you. But it's, it's not you. It's it was, it was about 20. So we come as soldiers. What? what do we do as soldiers? We don't come to come and start waging our sword. We come praising the Lord. For the Lord is good and His mercy is forever. Adonai, you are wonderful. Yahweh, we are going. So we come exalting him, give him the glory, give him the praise, bring incense of thanksgiving to him. And as we come praising him, because he is God, he fights our battle for him. what do we do? We just see that he has already finished annihilating them. And our job as soldiers is to take the spoils of So what we do in the new creation has actually happened in the Old Testament. It's not actually something new. I get what I'm saying. So it should not be a problem for us to do. Sometimes it's so difficult for Christians to understand that we are spoils taker. So we want to fight for Jesus. It's so difficult for us to understand that we are, we are, we are spoils taker. so we want to fight for God. No, we don't fight for God. God has finished the battle. Jesus won the devil surpassing victory, surpassing the landslide victory. you get what I'm saying? And he gave us the trophy for the, for the victory. I, that, 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 is it? it's it just like, Somebody goes to contest in a sport. And after contesting, he comes and he gives somebody the trophy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He he won the battle and gave us a trophy. You know, the word and conqueror there in the Greek actually means landslide victory. (laughs) Landslide victory. I mean, you know what it means? You know what that word landslide victory means? That means, hey, the this the, the gap is too far. That nothing can bring them close at all. The victory is a parallel line kind of victory. As we are told in school, two parallel lines can never meet. So the kind of victory that Jesus gave to the devil and then gave us a trophy is what? A parallel line kind of victory where the devil can never come close. So he made us more than conquerors that means he gave us landslide victory he won the victory and gave it to us so our job as soldiers is what come and take spoils how do you take it we must come with the mentality of taking spoils we must also come with, we must have the powerless mentality also praise god more. Hallelujah. hallelujah to jesus Amen. we must come ready to take spoils not to come and negotiate take spoils because the devil knows we have won the battle but he still tries so you must stand your ground. and you get what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah Hallelujah to Jesus.
2: Amen.
1: Now to do this, we must have the violence mentality when dealing with the devil and his demons. This mentality has been operational since the days of John the Baptist until now. You know, Matthew 11 verse 12 says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence taketh it by force. Are we together? Yes. Now, so we must have this mentality. We must have it. Because the devil is, though he knows he's defeated, he keeps trying. Don't blame him for trying. He wants to see if there are some Christians who don't know who they are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So if he sees someone who doesn't know who he is, he's very happy. He takes advantage of that person and that's the end of it. So we do not try to be nice to the devil. You don't, you don't try to be nice to him. In do that you try to be nice to demon spirits. You take your spoils, praise God, forevermore. You take them. Now, as a result of the finish work of Christ Jesus, we must we are meant to take the spoils of war, not to war anymore. This we are to do by exercising our authority in Christ on the devil and his demon spirits, who always wants to take advantage of our ignorance. That is why we cannot afford to be ignorant in the church in the in, 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 as, as full as of a Lord Jesus, are you get what I'm saying? We cannot afford to put it's, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, we, we don't have so much time to are ending with this, and there's so much to say today, we are ending with this today, how we should go into knowing how we rule and reign, rule and reign by righteousness, you know, I began to, um, I began to meditate this afternoon, and I, I was, I was, I, I was meditating on something, the Bible speaks, and it says, and, um, and the book of it's, it's, sorry, it says, um, and the devil and um, struggled the body of Joshua the prophet with um, with an angel, and the angel said, the Lord rebukes you. to the devil, the Lord rebukes you. And then the Lord, uh, spoke from Evelyn and said, is this not a brand caught out of fire? And he said, remove the garment. We say, Bible says, for Joshua was wearing a filthy garment, said, so remove the garment and change his garment for him. Now, what does that make us understand? according to the situation surrounding it Joshua was wearing a filthy garment so that speaks of sin are you getting it? Yeah. so by right, like, the devil had a legal ground are you getting what I'm saying mm-hmm. to take him but the angel was struggling for him mm-hmm. and the angel could not exercise authority over the devil because the devil he was a a, 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 a of him are you getting what I'm saying and in the hierarchy, was higher than these angels, praise God for everyone. Even as a fallen, as a fallen angel, angels there still give themselves respect. So he knew that, whosoever would be able to override the devil has to be the Lord himself. So the angel said, the Lord rebukes you. The angel did not enforce his own power, his own right. Are you getting what I'm saying? He had to enforce the right of what? The Lord on him. He said the Lord rebukes you. And then the Lord now intervened. Now he was, was wearing a few garment. Let's call that sin. That has a sinful garment. And he definitely had the right to hold on to him. But the angel was held on to the body of Joshua. And he rebuked him in the name of the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the Lord now had to say, is that not the brand called on fire? And the Lord said, change his garment. Though he was wearing a filthy garment, yes, the angel could have a right on him. Now that's the old testament. That right was what was actually a, a, a symbolic representation of what the new creation enjoys. That right is the right of righteousness that Christ has given to us. The angel was enforcing a new creation right even in the old testament. And you see, just Joshua the prophet was not the one enforcing, but the angel was enforcing because of the understanding they have. Are you getting what I'm saying? But for the new creation, that what that was Old Testamental, and he was doing that. And he had to, he had to override the devil's rights with the Lord's power. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that was not yet the new creation where we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yet, that new creation practice could be practiced in the Old Testament. Then okay, what about us Are the creation? The devil has no rights. No right whatsoever. No right to lay claim on us. Even when we have saved. You see, the, when the Lord said, Is that not a brand caught out of fire? He was trying to tell the devil, This is between me and my own. You see, even when we have sinned, It is not in between us, God and the devil. No! It is between us and the Lord. So the devil has no right to lay claim on us, or to suppose anything on us, even when we have sinned. Why? Because we are still children of the Lord. Yeah. And this is, as I was taught, as I was meditating on it today, that. Oh, wow! This is a revelation of righteousness that if every child of God has it, the devil cannot try you. Yeah. Even when I remember I had this revelation not in this dimension, you know, but years passed. So even when I go wrong, what I do is I go before the Lord. Bible says we confess sins, say is faithful and just for me, but of, part of the more of God. I go before the Lord and I say, Lord, I confess, Lord, I'm mercy, Lord, mercy. I go before I you know as I begin to confess and ask him for mercy, the matter becomes between me and him. So even the devil is trying all his antique, he saying to faith. I've seen it over and over. It has happened for me. It has happened for me. This revelation of righteousness is what the Lord of said. If you don't have it, you just think that the devil, oh, because you have seen, it. the devil will not clamp down and the devil has finished you. He can't finish you. He has no right. Are you what I'm saying? Yeah. He's called Diabolus, the accuser of the brethren. His job is to accuse. But when an accusation is made and there are no facts, there are no evidences, there are no proofs to do what? To back it up, what happens? It just becomes a what? A mere accusation, without any without any relevant truths that can make it solid in court. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Now, so when the devil accuses you, when the devil accuses you before the Father, you lay hold on the finish work of Christ, your righteousness in Christ. Mm-hmm. You don't lay hold on yourself. Mm-hmm. You lay hold on, on the right. So once you lay hold on your righteousness in Christ, what happened? He counters the accusation of the devil, and then the devil has no facts. To, to, to make lay claim on you. A lot of Christians don't understand this. This is not a license to sin. It's not a license to sin. But when you have find yourself in some situations, you don't allow the devil to lay claim on you. For what reason? Well, it's that, that means it's, if he, the devil can lay claim on you, it negates the finish up of Christ. So you don't allow that. You enforce your righteousness in Christ and all the, devil says, I saw him yesterday, he was committing fornication, by the time he finished talking, what happened, the righteousness of Christ just covers you, so all the evidence and all the facts he's trying to bring, the father will not see them, all right, and you know, when you confess, the Bible says, he seen the blood of God, of of God cannot see true blood, that's why he told them to sprinkle blood on the ark, are you getting what I'm saying? Because he can't see through blood. I get so the moment you confess us in the blood of Jesus gets into false false operation again. So God sees the blood. He doesn't see all the things that we see. He committed for the kitchen. He stole. God doesn't see. He just sees the blood again. Mm-hmm. Are we together? Yeah. Alright, I just wanted to bring that up because it's very important. So as a result of the finished work of Christ, we're not meant to take the we are We are meant to take the spoils of war, not to war anymore. This we do. This we have to do by exercising authority in Christ on the devil who always wants to take advantage of our ignorance. In view of this, we are not fighting from the victory end. We have won and keep winning from the victory end. And you know what I'm saying? Now we heard saying we are fighting from the victory end. Uh, it's a beautiful speech. It's a beautiful scene. But actually, we are not fighting from the victory end. We have actually won. Christ won. So we, are after, we have actually won and we keep winning from the victory end. You see, this understanding, it messes up the devil. Once a child of God has understand, it messes up the devil. It messes up like, like mess up. Are you getting know what I'm saying? And these are some of the things that you are lacking in Christianity. That's why you see people have 21 days prayer and fast. What are they doing? They are binding the witches, they are binding demons, they are fighting, they are wanting thing or the other. And uh or, and dealing with the forces from the village, they ah, please, please, please. So if I don't have I don't of what to do with my time, I get what I'm saying. I, I invest time in prayers, but not on things that Jesus has done for me. No. My job is to take spoils. So if I'm praying, I'm praying the language of freedom, I'm taking spoils. Not to start fighting a village battle. A village battle. An altar. Abba. I'm not against this thing, are you get what I'm saying? But. Understanding has made me grow bigger than that. You know, it reminds me of the the the, the, the encounter I had on the Synth of Bogos. I have never known that there was something like that in my family in my father's house. Are you getting what I'm saying? I have never known that there was something like that. You see, but I've just been living my life. Yes, there have been battles around, but I've been living my life understanding my victory in Christ. I've been living my life. I remember once I was, you know, I've just been living my life just Following the Lord, it have been looking like oh you have been giving it on and it looks like you're not so sure looking for. But well, I just keep pressing on, keep pressing on, keep pressing on, not focusing on what the devil is doing or what he's not doing. I get what I am saying. Yeah. I am focusing on what the Lord has done and what the Lord is doing, because I see the numerous in the Lord is doing just like today. When I was just thinking, I was thinking, I say, yeah, where is he going to come from? The last time on me is before I know I got a call out. Uh, so this God just works in this in mysterious way. I get what I am saying. So we just keep, we just been focusing on what the Lord is doing. People have tried to make the devil out of something in our life, but we refuse to allow anybody to make the devil out of anything. We just be focusing on what the Lord is doing, and then the Lord reveals to me what He is, what He has intervened. But if I focused my life on saying I want to start tracing family problem, problem ah, I would have not gone this far. Generational history. I would have not gone this far teaching and preaching the gospel. Yes. If I now go to go to my village and start tracing generational history, I would have, the what I would have seen would have just clamped me down and I would not even preach at all. I get what I'm saying. I'm not against, you know, but I just believe, one thing I know is that we should just keep exercising authority in Christ and keep going on. Now, God will be fighting for us if we can keep going on. Just keep serving the Lord, keep exercising authority, keep being aware of who you are in Christ. You see, the devil is not afraid of people who pray, who shout when they pray, people who jump and shout, people who clap their hands, people who knock their heads. The devil is not afraid of such people. The devil is not afraid of people who pray for all the altars and all the enemies. to die. He's not afraid of them. No, you know the devil is afraid of the afraid of people who know who they are in Christ and who know who Christ is in them. People who know that Christ has won the victory for them and they are carrying the they, He won the victory and then gave them the the trophy. And that's what he did. He won it and he gave He says, All authority, all power, power and the to me in heaven. And I said, They said, they said I give unto you power. So he won the victory and then gave us the trophy. Come on. So why should I be going to fight what Christ has won? Say, There's an altar in my village. Altar. Ah, there's an altar time me. I have an altar time me. I know my altar is ever burning. Is Christ in me the hope of glory? You say, but uh, fine, the altar in the place can keep, but they can keep burning what they want to go. But there's an altar in me. I know altars are higher than altars. Uh. Yes. My the altar in me overrides every other altar. Yes. It's as simple as that. Say there is a there's a covenant, there's a covenant in your family. Oh, no problem. But I have a covenant with Christ. Uh, and that covenant overrides every other covenant. That's what is important to me. Hey, um the, there's a family cause. No, I, I don't dispute that with you. There might be a family cause just. But I'm under a family blessing. It came from Abraham down through. You get what I'm saying? Yes. I'm under a family blessing. I'm under a generational blessing, and that's what matters to me. See, boy, you have been telling this. Even those, even those in in, 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 in the in the generational uh, courses, they're having telling this. So I'm not telling. But I'm surmounting them and overriding them. I'm always coming out victorious. Those those there, they cannot come out victorious. They have been locked down forever. But because I'm in Christ, I'm having victories upon victories. Yes. So that mentality is what is most important to the church today. If you can stick to that mentality, there are battles that God will just win for you. And you don't even need to get involved in. But no, you pray, you pray, Chris. Mm. You pray, Chris. How many can you pray? How many do you know? How many, the word the Lord revealed to me, when I, when I was telling Pastor Lord, what did what what I say? Hey, I think I would never have thought in that light. But you see, when the Lord reveals, it's because you have already finished it. How that move? How many can you pray? You pray, you get frustrated in the place of prayer. But the victory mentality will always keep you soaring. You can never be frustrated. Hallelujah to Jesus! Praise God forevermore. So we can never lose because Jesus won. We can never lose because Jesus won. We can never lose. Because Jesus won. Oh. Amen. See, this mentality has to be our mentality. This is what we have. You see, and if we, if we have the mentality, we become, we become, we become violent against every satanic arsenal, every satanic agenda, every demon spirit that like we become violent against them. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. I cannot lose because Jesus won. Oh. The only way I would have lost is if Jesus lost. Mm. But because Jesus won, hey, even if I sleep, I win. Mm. Basha. Whatever I do, I win. Yes, sir. You see, that's the devil is angry with this thing. You know why? Because he even knows that even when in quote we even sin, we still have access to victory. Mm. That's why he's angry with us. Because what Jesus did for us for him is partiality. Mm. It's partiality. David understood. That's why I said, what is man that thou art mindful of, or oh, the son of man that thou him. But thou was crowned with his glory and honour, and thou art made a little lower than the angels." Are you getting know what I'm saying? Yes. David understood this truth. That's why he made such kind of a, he asked such kind of a question to the Lord. Because for for, for 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 the devil, even for David, God is partial when he has to deal with man. When the devil sins. And all the agents they didn't have a second chance. They didn't have a second chance. They were thrust out of heaven. And Lucifer was thrown down, and fell like lightning. But when Adam sinned, God gave man a second chance. So why would why did that why would the devil not say God is partial when he has to do with man? That's what makes him angry. And we don't even understand what we have. Even when we see, even when we see. Are you know what I'm saying? His blood is on standby. Come on, that that he has he has imputed his righteousness on us, where well, we did nothing to get it. In fact, we did everything not to get it. Yet he did everything to have us get it. So that's why the never looks at God. In fact, God and says it, when he comes to dealing with man, God is. God is not fair with you. <laughs> you get know what I'm saying? Praise God forever more. Yeah, yeah. And so this understanding, if you, if you have it, you know that you can't lose. I, I can't lose. You see, that word losing is not in our dictionary. Yes. When God was writing our dictionary, there were some words he removed. Lose. Lost. He removed it. Failure, you remove it. Are you what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't want such words because they are not there. And we should not put them inside when they are not there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. When we talk about spiritual warfare, some of us think, okay, i go for spiritual warfare now. Now let's go and start fighting on the demons. Let's fight. You see, it's that serious that even we see some go so physical that they bring weapons to the church. What I'm you know, they bring weapons to the church. And, and I was so amazed to so sit there with catharsis. Then I saw somebody with a gun, and rifle, right like, whoa, this is a danger prayer zone. I just hope the gun was not good there. Because, mistakenly, if I was shooting the devil, <laughs> he shot a brother in the church. Case have changed, Tom police case. The arrest pastor. <laughs> it, yeah, this is as serious as that. Some people, with new new merchants. Brother, our weapons of what are not cannot. They are mighty through God to the spuling and of strong goals. Mm. We don't fight, can fight? No, no, no. Number no, one, our weapons are not cannot. Number two, we are not fighting. We have won. Oh, yes. Ah! We are not fighting! Do as if we are fighting with the devil. I'm fighting with the devil. Oh, God is now fighting with the devil. No, 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 no. We are not fighting yes, sir. We have won we have won we must <laughs> because sometimes when you see they say we are going for we are going we are going for spiritual warfare when you see the way they are going you see some people that are ready to go and please sir if you want to understand what our spiritual warfare is what are you in case you don't you see it, uh, this, that that was not in this teaching some yes, say, you know but it just the Lord made me understand that that is how we should understand how we know. Uh-huh. You want to know how we go to war? You want to know how we go to war. Uh-huh. If warfare is worrying you, worry to, to uh-huh. If you read it, you have a hint as to how we go. Uh-huh. That's how we go. But the devil is so. The devil puts us under so much pressure. I would just think, I want to deal with all the devils. They say, this one, This one does not understand. You see, it doesn't. Like this one does not understand that people who know who, who uh, they are, God, they are strong and they so they know how to keep me waiting. Like I'm sure are keeping waiting. Some of them, they know how to dismiss me, like I was poor, dismissed him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then they know how to cast both me and the demon out. Yes. So they, they, they say... So
2: is the agents.
1: and the agent they know the agent and the demon. They know how to cast out. So and these are things that come with spiritual understanding. I get you know what I'm saying. If you lack understanding of spiritual authority, you they will just be tossing you left, right, center, anyhow. So you see, I want to go and find them. I want to go and pray. My God, bless. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Let to keep him waiting. He doesn't like it. Keep him waiting. Just like when people want to play you, um, uh, German football, slow down your call for them. Let to keep him waiting. Or oh, let to dismiss him. Let to keep him waiting. Let to dismiss him. And always know that where you are going to deal with the devil, just know that you are going to take poison. Mm-hmm. That is the meditation. Don't go and think that I want to go and start uh, waving my sword and fighting some demons. And, no, nah, you now, people that, that that Jesus has got to beat you but you are not going to, what did you try to look for? He, he gave you the trophy, So what's the what's the problem? Just know that you are going to take poison. And the understanding of poison, of war should make you see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should make you rejoice. Oh, come on, I'm going to take sports of war. If the, met, if, if, if the soldiers in 720 knew that it was of war they were going to take, they should have even joined the choir to sing. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they should have even added more, they should have increased the singing volume. But they just just you no know, right, let's go, choir sing, go, we are going to fight. And you get what I'm saying? I believe when they went and they saw what they saw, they said, choir, increase volume, increase volume. Choir, now we are singing together. They not the soldiers strong choir members. Are you get what I'm saying? That's why we need to have this understanding of praise and Mm -hmm. thanksgiving to the Lord. Oh, Shangra, Shangra, May the Lord grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. The above understanding makes it vital for us to have the violence mentality towards the devil and his demons. This will enable us to enforce our victory in Christ. See, that's why when we are worshipping, we worship with the violence and invite demons
2: mm.
1: come on you're worshiping with all your heart just worship it just giving the love all the glory because you know that man you, you are taking this voice and you are some demons and their heads are knocking each other's head mm. when you are praising you are praising with with the violence understanding towards the devil you are celebrating the lord and violently dealing with demons mm. so praise has and worship has dual role. they give they give you know, glory to the Lord. They give, they go as incense to the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And they enforce our victory over the spirits and over the dead. This is what we should be doing. Just leave doing it. I know it's not easy, but we just have to do it because that's the understanding of taking the That's the kind of soldiers we are. We're not the kind of soldiers that are going to carry on and fight. We are the kind of soldiers that go and collect spoils of war. That's our kind of soldiers. As good soldiers of Christ enjoy them, they say, "But why do we have to enjoy them? Because to gather spoils, it work. You need them to gather spoils. It. it takes work.
2: Do you know the quality
1: of spoil you are going to see
2: there?
1: Do you know the quality of spoil. Do you know? Do you know if this transgenerational spoil you are going to go carry? And you are, you need to you need hardness to carry some level of spoil. So Christians don't know the kind of spoil that Jesus has left for them. And so they are just they are not living like that You need hardness to carry some level of spoil. Uh, okay. Hmm. How do we take the spoils of war? We take the spoils of war by exercising our victory in Christ. How do we exercise our victory in Christ? exercise our victory in Christ by bringing into bondage bringing into bondage you see one of the things in warfare is that when an army goes to fight and they win their opponents what happens is that they take people that their opponents as what the ones that are alive they take them as what slaves so they bring them into bondage for the men they make them men slaves for the women, they make them female women say they can even make the children dress So they bring them into bondage. That is, that is a major spoil taking. Mm-hmm. Bring into bondage. So for you to for us to take all of we must understand what it means to bring into bondage. You mm-hmm. must understand what it means to bring into bondage. It's a language of war. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand that language, you cannot fight wars. You cannot be a warrior bring into bondage. It reminds me of the story of the particular um, king who, who, when the train of vision, cut, um, they, I think it was Joshua people that caught him, and then he cut off his stone and his big toes. And when he did that to him, he said, the king said, oh, now, now the, the things I've done has come back to me. Certain, he said, he had how many kings that he won over, that he caught, that he won them, but he caught their tongues. and he caught their toes. And they were at his table serving kings kings of nation. that's what he did today <laughs> kings of nation, not about um uh um, people slave and um, just people in uh, uh civilians or even soldiers. kings of nation. i can't remember how many kings and i said he caught their tongue tomb, their tombs and their big tombs and they became his servants they were serving him at his table and when joshua Cut off his thumbs and his toes. Say finally, I mean, what I've done? as has come out. <laughs> Why did he do that today? When you cut the thumb no more grip. When you cut the the, the big toe, no more speed. You cannot run. So he did that he didn't, he didn't imagine? And you know what I'm saying? That is what is called bringing into bondage. They were alive, but they were useless. They cannot hold sword. They cannot run. We must see. That's a, a language of warfare that every Warlord understands. And we as those who are, who are enforcing our vision, right? must understand it. must understand what it means to bring into bondage. Either it's kings who are cutting their tongue by their toes, or it is people you are carrying as servants and slaves, as slaves, sorry, slaves of war. They are called lawful captives. Lawful captives. Whatever the case may be, is bringing into bondage. Are we together? Now, to bring into bondage is to make servitude or subjugate to a controlling person or force or a state of being bound, usually by compulsion. By compulsion, the language of force is very important here. This means that to bring into bondage is to be in control and to control. You see, we must have this mentality that we are in control. Mm. Mm. Things don't control, we so control things. Mm. So when Paul, if everyone wanted to, Distract. When a man who had the control mentality just can pray on the man. The man came out of the mess. As if nothing happened, he's in control. Abednego said, he finished his message. He said, now time not a miracle. He's in control. He's in control. In control. In, control. in control. When the viper beat Paul, what happened? He shook it off and continued his life. In control! The, we are in control mentality. is very important to take spoils of war. Are you getting know what I'm saying? Yeah. Very important. And what, are, what, what, what does God want us to be in control of? Number one, every thought. Every thought. Second Corinthians ten says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought has to be brought into bondage, into bondage, into bondage. You don't allow thoughts control; you control thoughts. And that's where the devil wins. People, are we together? I'm talking about children but the devil wins them in their thought life. In their thought life. A thought is a word in process and an action in incubation. As a result, our lives gravitate towards our thoughts. Thoughts we finally become what we think. The devil knows the power of thought. That is why he tries so hard to defeat us in our thoughts. Same way he tried to defeat Jesus in his mind, in the wilderness, via the temptation he gave to him. The same temptation he gave to Eve in the garden of Gethsemane, in the garden of eden was the same temptation he gave to jesus in the wilderness and it was all in the mind he tried to defeat jesus in the mind he said we defeated Eve, and that's what he does to us today for this reason we are admonished by scripture to keep our heart with all diligence proverbs 23 says keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life the mind is a neutral ground where both good and bad thoughts, fight for dominance. The winner is determined by the thinker. The winner is determined by the who thinker. So, if you don't gain control over your thoughts, you become a thinker that may become a what, a victim. Because, whosoever wins in your mind is determined by you the thinker. Thus, when you allow good thoughts rule your mind, you are you, you allow it win the battle and vice versa. Praise God forevermore.
2: Hallelujah. This is
1: why we must bring into bondage. That is, we must control our thoughts. We must control our thoughts. We must control our thoughts. We must bring our thoughts into bondage. No mm-hmm. loose thoughts. No wild thoughts. Mm-hmm. Then we just come and whisper one Then and you begin to incubate it. You begin to incubate it. You begin to you begin to to to. To SR to pace here and then you sit on it, like, like, it you lose her, sit like it, sit on it like a chicken, and if you bit and, and and hash your thoughts that the devil gives devil gives you an assignment, you hash it. The devil lays an egg and you hash it. Control over thoughts. Put our thoughts into, into bondage. See, uh, yes, so we have to put our thoughts in bondage. And we are put into bondage to the will of Christ. It has to say be, because if we lose in the thought of lose in life. Sometimes you have to literally open your mouth and deal with the tongue back. Open your mouth, and sometimes I just have to open my mouth and cast, cast it down, cast it down, cast it down. Else, you discover that the devil has cheaply won. When the doctors told me initially that I had cancer, later they said it was tumor. Ultrasound showed hydrocyst, and they said they will cut up that part of my body. All I said was in the book of Isaiah, the prophecy was spoken by. by, by. That, that the bones of Jesus will not be broken. And imagine Mark, look at John, it's broken. The no, was not broken. I said, simple. Jesus was not me, I cannot be me. I will not allow the devil lay an egg in my mind. And then I will not be the one to hash it for him. No, 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 no. no. i rather kill the egg with the word. And at the end of the day, it was what I said that happened. But some of us have allowed the devil to lay eggs. And then we now have the eggs for the devil. Control your thought life. That's what you have to put into bondage. You see, demon spirits really cannot have access into your life if your thought life is controlled by the by the Holy Spirit. If you can control it right, like, see, I, 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 they, they're having symptoms or whatever. Demons are trying to gain access. They are trying to gain access. Control your thought. Control your thought. Control your thought. Once you can control your thoughts, you can put your thoughts in bondage. In the. In, in, to the will of God, what have the demon spirits? They won't find another place to go and stand in. It. Are we together? Look for another place to go and stand in. Now, how do we control our thoughts? Second Corinthians 10, verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We, cast, we control our thoughts by number one, casting down imaginations and every high thing. And then it's not be it's the knowledge of God. These high things are anti-Christ arguments, prophets, uh, philosophies, thoughts, ideologies, whatever they may be, cast them down. Bring them, de- cast them down. Don't let do them gain access. Number two, bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This means that we must ensure that all our thoughts obey only Christ. They must obey only Christ. They can't obey your body. They say, I'm feeling. No! It's not what you feel. It's what Christ has said. By his stripes were healed. And that's what matters. So bring the thoughts to bondage. And bring the thought to bondage sometimes goes contrary to the feelings of the body. Bringing it to the thoughts to bondage goes contrary to the feelings of the pockets. It goes contrary to the, to, to the feelings of the environment, of nature. It goes contrary. So, but you have to bring it to bondage. Nobody will do it for us, children of God. We do it for ourselves. We can't allow the devil to lay eggs in our mind and then we hash it for him. For what reason? He should go and hatch his egg. Is the one who lets you go hatch his egg. I won't let that. You won't let that. We won't let that. Amen. We won't allow that happen. Sometimes we think that the, our, our 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 problem is outside. No, it's not outside. Our problem is what we allow inside. Like they say, it is not the water in the ocean that sings the ship. It is not the water outside the ship that sings the sheep. But it's the water that is allowed into the ship that does what? Saves the ship. It's not that what is in our environment that is our problem. It's what we allow enter into our thoughts that is our problem. So how do we do number one and two? How do we do these two? Number one, keep our mind. This means that we are not to allow the devil to have access into our minds through all the gateways of our minds. We don't allow him to have access into our mind to pollute our minds. So. Gateways are sight, hearing and the five senses. Don't allow him other sense. Proverbs 133 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart. Keep it. Keep it. He said, but you are not interacting. It's better not to interact. It's <laughs> better not to interact and keep your heart. Than to interact and mess up your heart and lose it. The devil is laying eggs everywhere. Lay eggs. Lay eggs. Open the television, you see different kinds of eggs. Go on social media and see different kinds of eggs. Whenever you go, the eggs. And then you people are like helping him hash the egg. Child go of God not help him hash any egg. Yes. Let him take his egg and go and hash them. I didn't know his eggs. We 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 must we must bring our thoughts into bondage. Say, I don't want this one, I don't want it. You cannot force me devil to, to hash your egg. Is it my egg? You know, every negative thought is not yours. As a child of God, only positive thoughts are yours. <laughs> Negative thoughts are not. So don't accept it. Are we together? Number two, renew your mind, dealing with the Word of God. Romans twelve and "I may not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God." Renew your mind with the Word of God. Make your mind new again with the Word of God. We must keep doing. is how to put our mind, bring into bondage every thought, and you can't but bring into bondage. You must put thoughts into bondage. You don't put the middle bondage, there's no proof that you have won. Yeah, the proof that an army won is that they must carry slaves. Mm. Bondage is a proof of victory. The proof that Jesus has won and gave us the trophy is that we put our thoughts in bondage, they must obey Christ only. Can't be obey what the society wants us to obey. Wake up in the morning and you hear some kind of news and you start fidgeting start fidgeting. The devil is laying eggs everywhere, laying eggs, throwing eggs, throwing eggs, and and we are hashing the eggs. Why should I be hashing the devil's egg? Is not as you should hash his eggs? I'm hashing my eggs. And those are the thoughts that the Lord wants me to hash. Number three, or put bad thoughts from my mind. Or put them. Use the word of God. I'll put you in the name. Up put them. Up put them. Or put them. Put them. Or put them. I saw one mechanical device, one device that it can, it can, it can remove a tree. The, the, the way the thing goes, it just, it just takes it, it goes into the ground, removes the tree from roots, removes it, it from roots, and carry the tree. And it can go and the tree. That's what you need. <laughs> it just goes. Cont- It's your mind, it's your brain, it's your mind, so you are the one to uproot. Remove the thoughts, uproot it. Uproot thoughts from your mind. Anything the devil wants to bring, remove it, remove it. Some of us are uprooting. You have to keep bringing thoughts to bondage every day. Uproot anyone you don't want, to uproot it. It doesn't conform with the word of God, uproot it. It is anti Christ, uproot it. Deliberately uproot it. Yes. Because that is the devil trying to play fast on you. Mm-hmm. Number four, play the blood of Jesus in our mind. The Bible says that we came by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, the Lord not the Lamb go to the death. Mm-hmm. The blood of the Lamb has been shed for us. Let's keep reminding ourselves of what the blood has done. Let's keep reminding ourselves of what the blood has done. Remind ourselves of what the blood. Jesus shed his blood. To take away my sin, which includes this, this egg that the devil is putting on So, he shed his blood to take away my sin, which includes this satanic, because anything that, that is not of faith is sin. When you open the television, and all they are telling is what brings bring fear into you, that is sin. So, Jesus shed his blood to take away that sin. So, remind yourself that his blood was shed for that sin to be removed and so as you remind yourself what happened that that, that power of the blood that took away the sin will take away that thought we have to to bring it to bondage that's why the foulness mentality is important very important very important bring it to bondage number five using the power of your will which is stronger than your emotions to control your thoughts and bring into the body every satanic thought. So, God has also given you something, I, I mean, we looked at four spiritual things to do. God has also given us something that is, let me also what, um, also, in between the spiritual and the physical, you know what I'm saying? It's in the soul, it's also kind of spiritual, but closer to the physical, the power of the will. You have the will to change the thoughts you thinking. You have the will to, to bring into bondage body the wrong thoughts. Change it and send it out. You have the will to throw away those eggs that the devil is giving you to hash. Are you get know what I'm saying? Yeah. We do this by choosing to think only the right things. I always told myself something. I said, if I think the right things, I will succeed. So if I think the wrong things, I will not succeed. So, so what do I gain for thinking the wrong things? So I think I better think the right things. I know what the devil does on that. It makes it look as if it it's easier to think the wrong things. You know, the easiest thing to do is to fail. Don't read, you fail. Are you know what I'm saying? It makes it look like it's so easy to think the wrong thing. It's so easy to think what he wants to think. But well, that's a lie. The truth is that when you walk with the way God wants, when you walk by the way of the spirit, it's easier to, to to think what God wants you to think it's easier to think the part of the line that god wants you to think praise god forevermore. amen Philippians says: finally brother, whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things there are so many things to think on number one set of things to think on things that are what um honest Number two, things that are just. Number three, things that are pure. Number three, things that are number four, things that are lovely. Number five, things that are of good report. And number seven, things that have virtue. Number eight, things that have praise. There are many. There are many. So if you are not thinking of things that are honest, try to look for things that are just. To look for, to think of. If okay, there's nothing that is just that's come to your mind to think of. Okay, there might be something pure to think of. At least if there's nothing pure, just and I'm honest, ah, uh, uh, there must be something lovely. If there's nothing lovely, pure, just, honest to think of, there will be something of good report. Ah, uh, if these others are not there, there must be something of virtue. If these others are not there, there will be something of grace. There's no way you will get in a point in life where there will be none of this in your life to think of. There will be something to get praise of. There will be something. Even in the midst of all the terrible things that the be, to say, praise the Lord for. That is what we should think of. And then number six, live and walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5, verse 16 and 25 says, if we live in if we the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us also walk in the Spirit. This, I say, walk in the Spirit and it shall not feed the lust of the flesh. The devil always, t- see, the devil's thoughts come through the flesh. I even saying? And he wants us to be more flesh focused than spirit focused. Because when you focus on the flesh, you are thinking of all the things around you that are not working. Because the natural natural man is more sensual. So he wants to be so sensual that he will not be spiritual at all. So once he can get you to live in a sensual realm, permanently, you will never get into the spiritual realm. You will not see what God is doing. You will not be able to sense what God is doing. You're not able to see the summer and say, I see what you are doing one more time. I, I praise you, I praise you. I see what you are doing one more time in my life. And I make my hands in praise to your name. You can't see what God is seeing in the sensual realm. No. You have to walk in the spirit to see what God is doing. And yeah, when the spirit man is seeing what the Lord is doing. Your senses will always be in opposition to it. You don't, they don't see it at all. They don't see it. So now that's the reason why you have to switch from sensual realm to the spiritual realm. Walk in the spirit. Live in the spirit. With that, be able to put your thoughts in bondage. When the devil, everything around is making it look like the devil is having a few day, making it look like ah, everything is going here, It's all going wrong. No, when you when you when you walk in the spirit, you see God at work. Yes. You see God doing something. Mm. You see God. Yes, I, I may not know, it, I may not have a full grasp of it, but He's doing something. Mm. And what happens with that revelation? You can you can put your thoughts in bondage, and you can say. ah, <laughs> you can say, though I do not I do not see anything physical yet, but you know what? I choose to celebrate God for what He's doing in the rest of the spirit. Mm. In no distant time, time, what He's doing will manifest physically, mm. even though the physical is showing the direct opposite. Mm. With that, you can put your thoughts mm. in bondage and then throw away those eggs and the devil is trying to bring you. Mm. you won't hash them. Amen. And then number seven, depend absolutely on the grace of God. Every of these things, you need the grace of God to do it. That the grace of God, we can't get this done. And I tell you, this is where we win or lose as Christians. In our mind. In our mind. If we can successfully bring into bondage our thoughts to the obedience of Christ, we will continuously manifest the victory that Christ has given us. That's the reason why, you see, um, 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 our. the Bible says in Jesus says, Unto him is able to keep you from falling. If you know that he's able to keep you from falling, you know what? No matter what he looks like around you that it looks like you are falling, you just know that he's able to keep you from falling. So that we say but if you don't I did he kept me from falling. And then your mind is ever intact, your mind is always stayed on him. It's always stayed on him. So with that, you can bring into bondage all those stupid dramonia. Um Thoughts that they are, that that these, those those demons are training to your mind. You put them in bondage, and you, you as they are throwing them, you catch them, you package them, you package them, you show them back at them, and you allow only the right thoughts, your mind. refreshing thoughts, thoughts of good, amount of different. You allow them to as we take control of the mind we manifest the victory of christ yes. it's our responsibility to ensure that we manifest the victory and as we keep doing this putting into all these negative thoughts and driving them away, removing them, and ensuring that only the thoughts that god knows are in our mind we just begin to manifest the victory just lift up your voice tonight I just pray. Namasthe,
2: you Namasthe, 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 Namasthe,
1: Out there, you've not made Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. Um, I would want to invite you to make this decision. It's the best decision you can make in your life. And I encourage you to do it. Now, if you want to make this decision, please say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me. And on Calvary's Street, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 33 Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number, 0332545512017 To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number five five four one zero two zero five nine two. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus two three three five four five nine four seven one three two. Or send us an email via Chimdi Ohahuna Ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever-blessed.
0: Thanks for listening to this teaching. We believe you were blessed listening to this prophetic and life-changing teaching episode. We would like to receive your praise report of your encounter with the Lord through the ministry of Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. To send in your praise report or make a request, Kindly send us an email via chimdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. If you need more information about the ministry and would like to give a love offering today, you can visit our website via www.chimdiohahunaministry.org. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord.